Wait, 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 wait. Just while we're on a pause between ones. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be stuck in my head. Here's a picture of Shaftesbury. Look how nice it is. <laughs> I was looking at Shaftesbury. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Look at that. I, 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 oh. I, I like anywhere on a hill. I do, yeah. I, do, I mean, I like looking at it more than I like being on it because you have to go up and down the hill. Ah, <laughs> uh, live in Sheffield, uh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> easy to still cucumbers there, innit? You just put them on the hill. You let go, yeah? <laughs> you let go. <laughs> they're, on, they're already on the way down to your house. Yeah. <laughs> if you live at the bottom of the hill. If you live at the yeah. bottom, yeah. The trouble is everyone will always know who stole the cucumbers because it's whoever lives at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> they say, Did you see some cucumbers rolling down the hill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That chef's a cucumber thief, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the bottom of the hill, there's this one house that's completely cucumber themed and burglar themed. So it's like <laughs> black it's... and white stripes, cucumbers yep. drawn over everything. Yep. They've got bars on the windows that are cucumbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cucumbers. <wow>. God. <laughs> I love this deleted scenes episode. <laughs> the whole thing is deleted scenes. Yeah. Uh, no episode this week. It's just deleted scenes. <laughs> we deleted the whole thing. Yeah. It was a merciful act. <laughs> From Phil Walters, we've got meet cute. What? You're going to have to do some spelling there. Okay, so it's cute meat. Meat cute, yeah. Meat question mark. You see, I was uh, I was wondering if there was a question mark, yeah. Yeah, meat cute. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. I don't know why, but I've, I've got an image of, of Anna Kendrick dating a steak. <laughs> so this starts in the shop, in a butcher's shop run by a man called the Greengrocer. The green, the green grocer, played by um, uh, Billy Connolly. Well, he's called oh, Billy Connolly, yes. but who is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's called Billy Connolly. He's played by. Um, oh wait, we uh, should have we should have cast Roger Allen in the Speed Data because he's in Speed Racer, and that's the only thing I remember about Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the green grocer butcher is played by. Billy Connolly played by Roger Allen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take one of those that I can I, that I can edit. Um, <laughs> so, so the Green Grocer is played by Billy Connolly. All right. All right. Let's uh, do that. Yeah. Oh, hey. I'm the Green Grocer. <laughs> and I'm here to sell you meat because I'm actually a Butcher. <laughs> butcher. Butcher. So why do they call him the Greengrocer? I mean, there's no answer because, to that. Because his name's Mr. Grocer, and he's green. Ah, yeah. You know, actually, that's it. His parents named him Green. They were called yeah. they were gro- the Grocer family, you know, like from um, that card game that I've forgotten what it's called. Happy Families. Oh, um, happy Families. Um, uh, uh, they were called the Grocer family, and of course... That meant that their firstborn son, their precious firstborn son, jewel of their eye and light of their life, was going to be called Green. Yeah. Because yeah. he was going to be the one who who truly made uh, the family proud by being a green grocer. But so no. how does Anna Kendrick dating a steak fit into this? 
<laughs> well, no, he the, the greengrocer does not. Same way Anna Kendrick dating a steak fits into everything, Tom. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> she takes a steak into a restaurant and yeah. um, talks with it for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. Over a the nice waiter comes up to the table and goes, "Well, this is a rare sight." Hey, <laughs> and then walks off, having done their job. <laughs> and everybody else in the restaurant just does a little polite ripple of applause. <laughs> Some people, like one person at the back, just goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, as everyone starts to stand up around them and starts clapping, like. <laughs> As Simon Pegg, the waiter, bows and 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 throws it, throws the <laughs> I think throws Simon... the apron over his shoulder and walks <laughs> off. He's like, Simon... I don't need my, this job anymore. I'm yeah. being I'm being carried by a crowd. I think Simon <laughs> Pegg, the waiter, was in Happy Families, wasn't he? He was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one before Bertie Bond, the Baker's boy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Billy Connolly, greengrocer. Yeah. Who who is who is broken with family tradition and and is um uh you know his his whole family hates him because he just decided to become a butcher yeah as is not oh, tradition no. for grocers yeah usually their families think they're all right yeah but um it's uh it's a few and also someone in the crowd at this restaurant shouts well done and, and, then, <laughs> hey, and then they leave as well. Yes. Okay, so what it is is that it is about a butcher, and he can be played by Billy Connolly. And one day, the most horrifying thing that can ever happen to a butcher happens, which is that, and they all have nightmares about the day this happens, which is that he's he's got a carcass out on his table. It's split open. He's cut it up into chunks. It's meat. He's got a bit bit of meat, slab of meat. That meat then starts to scream <laughs> just the meat not the not the carcass just this piece yep. of meat billy's like ah and then from there over the course of the next i'll say 30 to 45 minutes of film we are as an audience and billy Connolly is as a butcher taken on the arc of eventually finding this little meat creature to be cute and worthy of protection like a little pet yes and and it's at that point that baddies start to try and do things like <laughs> you know experiment on or just eat them. i think i think that's it is like what we have is it's kind of a um one of those kind of like a special animal story right like beethoven yep. or, it's, or have you it's um, et yep, yep, yep. but with a chunk of meat Meaty. Like, so um <laughs> the, this meat has started to scream but it wasn't screaming because it was in pain <laughs> It was no. uh, it was um, screaming because he was scared that it was going to get chopped up again. Right? Yeah, because it was. Um, like he was about, he's about to bring the cleaver down into the middle of this meat. He goes, ah! Um, and yep. it's, it's Anna Kendrick. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's like, no, don't, do not, do not chop me. Um, and and it's like, oh, oh, all right, what, what the hell's going on? And uh, like little piece of meat kind of gets up on tiny meaty arms made of gristle um and uh and <laughs> do not do not chop me i i appreciate you freeing me from the rest of that that chaff oh wow was this little meat character part of a, a cow or pig or something yeah living its life being like oh no i'm 
I'm stuck. I'm indelibly stuck. There's no join between me and this around me that I'm just gonna call. Me. Yeah, <laughs> this one, this one, this one particular cut was yeah. separate somehow to the cow. Yeah, it was always set. Well, yeah, only in the sense that it was sentient. Yeah. Apart from that, it was absolutely not separate to the cow and living a horrifying existence. <laughs> absolutely, that's 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 how this works. So. Yeah. She's like, "Well, thank you for freeing me, but do not. I am a I am a sentient <laughs> and Actually, it would if it, if it's going to be cute, I don't know. Is it yeah. going to have to be like ET levels of intelligence? Kind of like um a little bit alien, a little bit sort of like uh, childlike or is it yeah, going to with with magic powers? Well, it's magic powers so that it's a <laughs> it's a talking talking slab of meat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, E.T. is a plant, uh, as what? as described by uh, Steven I, Spielberg. I knew it. I knew he was he was only there to expose Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah, of course. What? As, as Spielberg said that E.T. was a plant. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What are you on about, Steve? He was a gardener. I, I think. I Is think, that what he's thinking of? I think um, when when asked what ET's gender was, Spielberg oh, came out right. and said ET's a plant. Oh, God. that wasn't like a not a gender weird boomer attack helicopter joke, was it? No, no I, I think it was. Think a, so. I think it was a creative way of not answering the question. Yeah, yeah, right. pretty much. Um. Okay. <laughs> I think he did not want to I mean, answer that question. Not the worst answer. No, absolutely <laughs> not the worst answer he could have given. Um, no, no. Information the we didn't need. The worst answer he could have given was, you know, in magic school, they used to, they used to magic away the poo. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have toilets. I think maybe that would be the worst answer to what's ET's gender. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, Billy Connolly like. At first, Billy Connolly's like, look at this weird miracle, right? He takes it to a scientist, <laughs> played by um, uh, Richard Iowardi. Yep, sure. Um, uh, and hello. Hello, I'm Richard Iowardi. I'm Richard Iowardi. I can't explain this even <laughs> slightly, but my brother, also played by Richard Iowardi, is a journalist. <laughs> And he will he will get you lots of money for for selling the story about this this uh, thing. That's right. I'm a journalist, and I can. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode of the Life Speech Podcast. We're only two <laughs> no, pictures in, and it is it, like, oh. So, so what happens to this, <laughs> to this cute bit of meat? Well, basi- oh God, basically, like the the, the 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 story gets out. Yeah, the, uh-huh. like the story gets out, and uh, oh, a, go- a a gourmet wants to eat yeah. it. Yeah, oh. that's what it is. It's like it, it's like eating. Um, what do you? It's, it's like oysters, right? They want to eat it while it's still alive. Yeah, right. Yeah, and this is literally. There's only one person will ever be able to eat this. Yeah, and and this guy's like, well, it's got to be me. Yep. Yeah. I'm thinking Roger Allen. I'm thinking we bring Roger yes. Allen in here. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. It's got to be me! This is... I can't remember what Roger Allen sounds like. England it's prevails! It's got to be me! <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Roger Allen! <laughs> <laughs> oh! 
<laughs> I like the idea Hello. of Roger Allen in a big in a big suit, like he's yeah. been bulked out loads, uh, and, and he's they just have to wheel him around like uh, Jabba the Hutt. On a, well, on a most of the time, slab. Most of the time, yes, but he can he can perambulate himself because yeah. I want I want him to sort of like run like arms flailing from to his side at forty five degree angles. Um, there is there is a chase where the bit of meat is sort of slowly squelching along the pavement while Roger Allen is sort of squelching after it, just like come here. And there's a whole Hello! <laughs> there's a whole bit where. Uh, where it, Billy's it dives, gonna get you. <laughs> it dives into a butcher shop, uh, the meat, and uh, and he bashes down the outside wall, um, and he's like, "Which one are you?" Um, <laughs> and it just it just starts breathing in, and they all get sucked towards it, <laughs> like Kirby. <laughs> like yeah. Kirby, yeah, yeah. So Roger Allen plays Kirby, the, the gourmand. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kirby. <laughs> I've got to breathe your head. Um, at which point, I think, um, uh, as as he starts like chomping down on, <laughs> I'll wait for Tom to get his get himself back together. Hello, <laughs> I'm Kirby. <laughs> they fired Roger Allen specially to do all this. <laughs> As he starts chomping down on this, um, on all this, all this meat, he's he's, he's filling himself up with. Right, he's bust yeah. down the outside wall of this butcher's shop, and he's started breathing in all this stuff, and he's just he's got a, like a steel jaw, hinged jaw. Oh. Um, and uh, he's he's biting each individual bit, and each time he takes a bite, there's something about the uh, the, the way that he's he's chomping because he's taken Billy Connolly's uh, butcher's knife, um, yeah. and, he, and he's like chopping it up and starts eating it, and then every time he chops a bit up and eats it, he throws another bit to the side. You know, he's he's searching for this, uh, searching for this. Uh, Anna Kendrick piece of meat and then the 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 pile of cast offs starts moving Ooh. and each individual one of the bits that he's chopped up and, and chomped because he wants only the best bits right because he's a gourmand yeah. Yeah. the bits oh. he's cast off that's the word yeah. gourmand that's the word I was looking for yeah um, <laughs> the bits he's cast off they're all angry now they're mm. all. They're all. Yeah. There's something about something about this butcher's shop. Something about that butcher's uh, that butcher's cleaver <laughs> that's creating these things. <laughs> and they all just overwhelm so it wasn't him. The meat, it was the cleaver. Yeah, that's the tagline of the movie that also spoils the twist. Yeah, the it wasn't the meat. It was the cleaver. That's, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if if like. Um, <laughs> if the the tagline for um, Sixth Sense was like, oh, he was dead all along, wasn't he? <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead in the in. Sixth Sense. <laughs> so that was uh, meat cute. Does Roger Allen just get consumed by all the meat? 
The, yeah. Well, I think they don't. They like stick onto each other to make a big meat oh, thing and like oh, yeah. a scary yeah. meat man that eats Roger Allen. Yeah. And and crush yeah. him. Yeah. That was a romantic comedy, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <meat cute. laughs> uh, Hello. <laughs> well, I think it's romantic. But but not. But there, there I, sh- I should point out, Dave, that not all romantic comedies have to end with um, the person the in the in the in the story mm-hmm. handing the book of the of the story that's just happened over to someone and saying, and that person then saying, "This is the best story ever." Mm. Like that doesn't have to happen. I disagree. Okay. Well, agree to Jones's disagree. diary. Where she go, where she hands over a diary at the end and goes, "This is the best book ever." That might be. I honestly think that might be one of my least favorite. Um, is that what uh, happens? Tropes. I haven't watched or read it. I, I, me neither. Um, yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> what like one of my least favorite tropes is yeah. is at the end, where, like like in um, the Hobbit, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or or <laughs> the, the Rings. Where where someone does an adventure and yeah. then they write it down and everyone's like this is the best story ever written and it's like you you the writer are telling me the reader that I've just read the best story ever written that's well, not okay at least in those two cases of like the Lord of the Rings film films and the Little Women film those are both like like centuries later filmmakers praising the original book rather than the original writer saying that so you have to <laughs> at least allow that sure but it just we, is we still... can't also in imagine women... that the end of the harry potter movies jk <laughs> rowling appeared on the screen <laughs> and that was the better the end of the book that was the best set of books ever written <laughs> I mean, I've got a little more of a soft spot to it when it happens, like at the start of Aladdin, where someone yeah. uh, someone says, "You're about to watch a really great thing," because yeah. that's like prefacing it in a kind of um, uh, vaudeville way, yes. right? Mm. Where they're about to present you a wonderful story, and you're like, "There's a show aspect to it." Yeah, um, your hype is is important there. Whereas at the end of the show, <laughs> my hype is not important anymore. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Didn't you like that? If, you, if you've not already made your mind up, see, I think Little Women <laughs> kind of pretty good book. In I it. think the Little Women film kind of fixes that problem though by going like, "There you go, that's the book," and then the guy going, "No, that's rubbish. You're going to have to rewrite it." <laughs> <laughs> Are you making me all warm about Dave Benson Phillips? Uh, he's a lo- he's a lovely man. You know, he's I've a got a man. signed photograph of him from oh, yeah. yeah. What? But from the 80s, like, mm. and that's when I got it. His heyday. Yeah, because he was on um, a pro- His play day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was this was before they invented play days. This was before they inv- uh. even invented play bus. Um, this was um, he was on a program called Is That a Fact? And uh, oh. yeah, and the theme tune from which is absolutely going in my medley when I expand it. Um, <laughs> Morris dancers wear their bells to keep away the evil spells. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? King Canute <laughs> sat on the beach and told the waves, get out of reach. Is that a fact? Is that a fact? 
Is that a fact? Is that a fact? Is that a fact of history? Is that a fact? Is that a fact? Or is it myth or mystery? That's all I can remember. That's uh, probably all of it. Nod your head. Black suit's coming. <laughs> Nod your head. <laughs> and it was, um, it was a program where, you know, it was just like Mythbusters, basically, but with Dave Benson Phillips and he yeah. um, and a woman whose name I don't remember. So I wrote off to them and I got a badge and I got a signed photo and he signed it with merely the word Benson. Wow! Yeah, that's a that's a that's a middle choice. That's right, which, <laughs> <Benson>. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, I, I, it took me ages, and Tom didn't even believe me when I first told him that he'd done the that that Dave did the um, theme to to <laughs> sorry Benson did the uh, the artist <laughs> the artist formerly known as Benson did the theme to Bitzer. Bitzer, no, I couldn't believe yeah. it either. Like. I, and and like I listened to it a million times because you know I was covering it for my medley that I did and like I didn't get it then either and then I, I think I must have just found it in the credits or something gone like what <laughs> <laughs> it's it's recognisably him yeah once you know it's definitely him but until you know I hadn't hadn't got a clue. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was last week when you showed me that, and I was like, "You're talking absolute rubbish." And then, <laughs> Sorry about and then this, Matt. But you're talking out your ass. I was still like. It doesn't sound like Dave Benson Phillips yeah. at all. I'm, I'm sorry. Because it's early days, Dave Benson Phillips. He hadn't fully like he. I wasn't fully out of his cocoon as a fully fledged Benson yet. He was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he hadn't he hadn't been on. What was he even on? Like, what was it? What was that program he was on where there was a lot of gunge? Oh, uh, uh, get, get your own, own back. back. Yeah, right. That was like a full ten years later or something. That was ages mm. later. Um, and it, like he's the thing is he he dropped all the um, and I think it was the, a sign of the times as well like the mid nineties times um, where he dropped all of the affected RP. <gasps> oh, he was fully London in oh. Get Your Own Back, whereas oh. like when he was doing more kid stuff, it was a little bit more affected. Oh, I never paid enough attention, right? So, I like, can imagine if, that. I can imagine that as a way that you, you know, perhaps as a, a children's presenter who isn't white, perhaps that in those days was a way that you got along. Yeah, and you can hear it in bits, right? He's he's singing like bits of this, yeah, bits of that, so. and then then but you he slips with a bits saying bobs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's got such a lovely voice. He has. He's got a wonderful voice. I love uh, Dave Benson. Oh. I'm pro Benson. I've never thought about this before. I don't think. But like now, I want. I don't want to do the podcast now. I just want to go and watch his YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's purely the fault of Elton poor John. choice of location. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Elton John did it. Yeah, he, was, he broke him up. Yeah, because he was jumping around in the background making irritating noises. And they're like, oh, oh this isn't working for us. And he's, the candles have gone out. He's singing a really morose song over the <laughs> over their uh, romantic evening. Get lost. I'd look, wouldn't it be funny if somehow via time travel you could get both of those women to, to find that song really annoying? <laughs> like, <laughs> on, on the record. <laughs> What a what a weird time paradox that would be in. Yeah, I suppose it's not at all outside the realm of possibility that Princess Diana may have heard the song Candle in the Wind and may have, at some point, made a comment about it, either positive or negative. 
Uh, but, but we'll never uh, know now. I've, uh, yeah, as I've never heard of such a thing, you can only imagine that if it ever happened, it was negative. Because otherwise, they'd use it in all mm. the marketing. They'd be like, "Yeah, this is Diana's favorite song." <laughs> you know, even if even if she only tenuously said she quite liked it once, offhandedly, that would be yeah, it's her favorite song. So she must have hated it. Diana must have hated Candle in the Wind. <laughs> Candle in the Wind. Well, you know what? For posterity, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to asking various royals yeah. um, whether they like individual songs or not. Yeah. And getting that down on a record so we never lose anything like that again. No, exactly. That's what we yeah. need. That is chiefly what we need. <laughs> Prince William, do you like the song Nod Your Head by Will Smith? Yeah, I was going to say, it would. It's most. It, it's, it works the best if you're asking him about songs that plausibly could be remade in tribute to them after their death. So it's not, it's not like, you know, Prince Harry... Nod Your Head by Will Smith. Prince Harry, how do you feel about dupe? Like, that's not, that's not going to tell us very much. But yeah, it, w- it would be nice to know whether Einstein liked Glenn Miller. Yeah. Yes, it'd be nice to know if Einstein <laughs> liked dupe. I'd love to know that. I'm just wondering if Prince Charles likes my neck, my back. <laughs> <laughs> the X-rated version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't, yeah, don't worry. We were to play it in tribute. Just seeing his face come up, just sort of on a on a uh, on a thing. Oh, just, uh, that's a great new genre. It's like YouTube videos where it's just a song playing. It's any song. But then inset is a member of the royal family's reaction to that shot. <laughs> Royals react to. Yeah. So you play <laughs> stuff. <laughs> if you could get any royal to do that. Wait, wait, wait. Let's dial it back. We're never going to get a royal to do that. But I feel like we've a chance getting Dave Benson Phillips to do that. <laughs> but why? What do you mean why? <laughs> Art. Oh, culture. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have questioned that. Why? What do you mean, why? If ever oh. it's <laughs> unclear as to our motivations. Art! <laughs> you fools! Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth. Anywhere, really. Maybe put it onto a a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.